Hello, hello, and welcome to a special Election Day bonus episode of Art House Garage, the snob-free film podcast where we make art house indie, classic, and foreign cinema accessible to the masses. I'm your host, Andrew Sweatman, and you are listening to the Election Day 2020 special. This episode is coming out November 3rd, 2020, so if you haven't yet, by all means, go vote. You can listen to this podcast while you wait in line at the polls. Unless, of course, you're one of the record number of people who voted early this year. Today's film is a new documentary called The Way I See It, which focuses on White House photographer Pete Souza. Pete Souza was the photographer during the Reagan administration and during the Obama administration, and he's become very active on Instagram since Trump was elected. Uh, The documentary follows all of this with the greatest focus on Barack Obama. I would not call this film nonpartisan, but it does look at both Reagan and Obama, and it focuses more on the people than the politics. It is absolutely fascinating, and it's surprisingly emotional. I was lucky enough to watch it at the drive-in for Filmland 2020 from the Arkansas Cinema Society here in central Arkansas, but it is now streaming for free on NBC's new streaming service, which is called Peacock. Uh, My guest today is filmmaker Chad Hill, director of the recent short film Invitation, which I reviewed very favorably on IGTV recently. He's an Arkansas filmmaker. Chad is an incredibly nice guy, talented filmmaker, and he's very thoughtful when it comes to cinema. Welcome to the podcast, Chad Hill. Hi, Andrew. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. And uh, I met Chad just earlier this year through um, Arkansas Cinema Society, through Filmland. His short invitation was selected, and uh, it was one of my favorite shorts of the of the festival. I'll let you talk about it, but basically it's it's set in a church, which I always always like that kind of when a when a film there's certain expectations that come along with like being inside of a church building, right? And so when a film kind of plays with that, I always really enjoy that. This film does that. It's very funny. It's very sweet. Um, it's very ends up being very touching. So yes, I, I'll wholeheartedly recommend Invitation. Um, tell us about your film and and what's the progress on it right now. Yeah. So uh, Invitation tells the story of a uh, pastor Paul who at the end of his church service is given the altar call and he has this uh, very emotionally distressed man come to the front and start spilling his guts all over the place and mm. just generally making uh, making everybody <laughs> very uncomfortable. Yes. Um, and uh, right now it's still uh, still playing a couple festivals. It's got a couple festivals coming up uh, next month to play, but uh, after which point it uh, may put it online uh, to see yeah. for free. Well, cool. Well, if in the event that that happens, I will definitely link to it. Uh, yeah, that that lead performance from the the person, or I guess co lead. I'm not sure the person yeah, who. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Adam Duncan. Yes, Adam yes. Duncan. That's his name. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect, you know, it's a perfect mm-hmm. mixture of like you really pity this guy. You're also really uncomfortable. <laughs> you, you kind of want him to stop, but it's also really funny. So anyway, it's uh, it's a great film. So once that is available, I will definitely link to it on Facebook and um, all the places I can. Uh, do you have anything else in the works? Anything coming next? Yeah. So I've kind of uh, been trying to get a short film, my next short shot um, over the course of the last year, but you know, obviously due to COVID and Yes. everything it's been difficult to set anything up but uh, right now i'm eyeing uh, to shoot it in um, the next year it's a, a title is called how do i tell you this and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a romance so um hoping to be able to launch a, a crowdfunding campaign for that soon 
Well, that sounds great. And as soon as that is also, uh, you know, available um, for crowdfunding and, and whatever else, uh, I'll definitely link to that as well. Hopefully some Art House mm-hmm. Garage listeners can can support uh, mm-hmm. local film. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, let's then jump straight into talking about today's movie, The Way I See It. I know what happens in the Oval Office, and that's what scares me. I come at this from a very unique perspective, not just having been a journalist, but also having worked for two different presidents. Hey, folks. Hey, smile. Pete was with the president all the time. Unlike his predecessor, Mr. Trump does not allow his staff photographer to capture photographs of life and work inside the White House. If you just stacked up the images of the Obama presidency and the Trump presidency, you would see the two stories of America in the starkest possible contrast. The job of the chief official White House photographer is to make authentic photographs. Photographs break down the idea that these people are somehow different from us. I've got an idea for another picture. (laughs) Didn't get that piece? Yeah. The first time that we went to the UN, he and Reggie Love played basketball. At one point, President Obama blocks Reggie's shot, and he goes, did you get that block? All right, well, let's talk about the way I see it. So this is a documentary from this year that follows former White House photographer Pete Souza. Uh, He worked for the Reagan White House, and then he worked for the Obama White House. Um, This follows his personal story, kind of how he got into this job, um, his experiences working in the White House. But follows a lot of the milestones of the Obama presidency, uh, and then it kind of goes into the way that Pete Souza has started using his platform and his voice um, during the Trump presidency. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of kind of layers to this, and I wanted to talk to you uh, about how you think it works, you know, as a film, as a historical document, but then also as a piece of activism. So on a recent episode of this podcast, I was talking with Omaya Jones, and he had just seen this and uh, mentioned it, and, and we talked a little bit about it. Uh, and that he was a little bit mixed on how, you know, how effective he thought it would be as uh, kind of from an activist standpoint. And there's been all these things this year, kind of, you, you can tell they kind of rushed to get ready to get this out before the election, I guess, because it's the most relevant then, but also they're hoping to sway voters' minds. I, I watched uh, the Comey rule on Showtime, which is, it talks about, it, it depicts um, FBI Director James Comey and his interactions with Donald Trump. And then... Uh, there's this documentary, even something like Borat 2, which just came out the other day, kind of fits into that category of um, politically charged things in this very politically charged time. Uh, and we're recording this um, actually the day after we it's, have a new yeah, it's Supreme a, Court. It's a week, yeah, yeah, it's a week out from the election yes. also. A week before wow. the election. Uh, we just had a new Supreme Court justice sworn in yesterday. So yeah, politics is on a lot of people's minds. What do you think about this uh, as far as how effective it works as a piece of activism. Yeah, so it's actually kind of a complicated question Mm -hmm. to consider for me, too, because I suppose in order for something to be considered, you know, a form of activism, you kind of have to have a cause to rally behind, like a certain goal. Mm -hmm. And to be both reductive and simple, the impression you might get if you considered the film just on its own that cause that it has was mainly that uh, this current president stinks and mm. we need to get rid of him, which <laughs> is is a fair 
you know, that's a fair task. Yeah. <laughs> but as, as far as like a specified goal, it feels like kind of a baseline form of activism. And mm. I, I, for me, I think the film itself is more interested in Pete Souza himself as an activist. Mm -hmm. I, I, I get the sense from watching the film that there's a, the question hanging over the whole thing is what radicalized him, mm, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, because there's a point brought up in the documentary at some point that, uh, pizza is being a career photojournalist. Um, this is a profession where, um, an unbiased lens and being able to consider the bigger picture and, you know, just to document things as you see it is, is, is very valuable. It's, it's, the the most valuable thing that you can have and so just by the nature of he he even admits at one point in the docu documentary that in his criticism of uh president trump he's essentially made himself unemployable hmm. in his in his own field now so i think the more interesting question to me is what made uh souza an activist hmm. and i think what we get the picture over the course of the whole film is simple the simple fact that what he saw in the office of uh, the president when Obama was in office was this portrait of a, of at his core, a good man. Mm. Um, and obviously it, all viewers are going to bring their own feelings about Obama and that administration to the film that may interfere with that assessment, uh, you know, bringing their own feelings into this. But as far as like, what we were being presented with is just pizza's perspective. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's very powerful because you really get the sense that he really got to know this guy and got unfettered, un, um, I'm sorry, what's the word? Unprecedented mm -hmm. access mm -hmm. to, um, to the office of the president. And what he saw there was something that just fundamentally changed him. Yeah, I agree. I think that, um, for me, I mean, I found it really moving and we can talk about that. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think just on its face, uh, what he does, what Pete Souza does with his Instagram, which is kind of what it shows, um, uh, I guess we should explain it for people who haven't seen it. But basically, since um, the Obama presidency ended, uh, Pete Souza started Instagramming and he would just post something that was kind of the antithesis of whatever Trump was doing that day. Uh, and right. that actually speaks volumes. It's really powerful. But, yeah. Specifically what he would do is typically kind of calling back to the, the internet meme. There's a tweet for everything with regard to president Trump and mm -hmm. you know what he's talking about. He would take what he would take the most recent tweet that the president made and he would post a picture from the Obama presidency that kind of showed a counterbalance mm -hmm. to whatever he was tweeting about. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, simple on its face but that because he has so many images so many powerful images of president obama that yeah it's it's a really powerful way just to to show those things side by side and so the film kind of does the same thing we see a lot of obama and then i mean just comparing it to the news we see every day we can see the big difference and and i so i think the film works on that level and um i guess the question that that omaya got me thinking about was you know, if someone who doesn't like President Obama watches this, what are they going to think? And, and so I, I try to like put myself in those shoes and I have no idea, honestly. I, I mean, I guess it's a matter of getting it in front of their eyeballs, uh, which that's half the battle because there's, there's, you know, mm -hmm. anti-Obama movies in the theaters every few months too that, um, mm -hmm. not this year because the theaters are closed, but uh, that's something. Whatever the never, latest Dinesh yeah. D'Souza joint is. Exactly. Like, um, 
that I'm never going to watch. And so I, I, I know it's, it kind of goes both ways in, in a similar way, but I do think that if someone just happened upon this on MSNBC, which they, they aired it, um, uh, a couple weeks ago or happens to watch it, it is streaming now, by the way, on Peacock, um, that I think just seeing like president Obama interacting with kids and, and that kind of thing, it is, I, I find that to be really powerful. And I think that, someone would be hard pressed to, um, to not find some, you know, something challenging to their worldview in, you know, if they're a big supporter of our current president, I don't know, it's hard to say, but, um, and, and then as far as what you were saying too, about it kind of shows what made Pete Souza kind of become an activist or be, start doing this. So I think one of the points made is like, you know, how, how effective is he, if he just putting stuff on Instagram? And I think maybe the film kind of understands that view a, a little bit because i think instead of saying hey if you love trump here's why you shouldn't this movie is more saying if you're afraid to speak up here's maybe here's something that can empower you to do so and i definitely had that feeling too you know i don't i'm not very political on social media i don't talk about politics with people but um i think someone could watch this movie and feel more empowered to to have those kind of conversations and and realize that you know it's a big deal and and everyone has a voice even if you're not even using your voice for politics i think you can you can kind of get just a general um don't be afraid to speak up about something else uh, a, a totally other topic from this movie i think you could kind of take that that message from it too so i think it works pretty well again i think mileage is going to vary depending on where yeah. you stand politically. And, you know, this is an MSNBC film. If you like watching MSNBC yeah. for your news, you're going to love this. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I don't see your avid Fox News watcher being terribly invested in the in this in seeing this movie or at least yeah. giving it a fair shot. And, yeah. you know, that's fair. And one of the things for me with the film is another question that I think it's most interested in Um you know, whenever you move away from just discussing Pete Souza himself, who's the main subject of the documentary. But, um, you know, there's been a lot of discussion, particularly around, um, you know, the general continued conservative support for President Trump. And these are the kind of people, you know, who tout themselves as, you know, the moral majority and mm-hmm. uh, sort of the the people who hold the government and hold our political figures to a higher moral standard right. who say that this matters or something. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but yeah. And so it's, it is kind of a question that a lot of people have been wrestling with, particularly, you know, when a lot of, you know, you have a lot of Christian leaders step up and say, Oh, you know, we're, we're electing a president. We're not electing Jesus, you know, and things right. like that mm-hmm. as a justification. So it, it kind of comes back to this question of, does it matter that the president, that the our leader, you know, the highest office in the land is held by a good person. Mm-hmm. And I think that this this film um, makes a very compelling case uh, that it does matter. Mm-hmm. And you know, kind of, and in making that um, that case for it, I think it does a, a pretty smart thing that'll probably also frustrate a lot of detractors. Uh, of Obama, both, you know, on the left and on the right, you know, obviously there's plenty of, um, conservative bias against Obama, but you know, there's, there's also plenty of people on the left who have their own very strong criticisms, mm-hmm. um, of him on a policy front. Um, and I think that the film mostly sidesteps any serious poly mm-hmm. policy discussion to just kind of examine the person, yeah. Um, how, and, you know, we get these scenes of, I think one of the most touching scenes, and I can't remember if you mentioned it 
already, but whenever Obama gets the news about Sandy Hook um, yeah. is, you know, and you get these uh, images and stills of, you know, you see him react with that. You see him react with genuine emotion and mm-hmm. empathy um, and a sense of care and respect for these people that mm-hmm. he's interacting with. And it's just the kind of thing that it, it really does kind of get to you on a, on a gut level. Yeah. Um, and especially whenever it does bring in the, you know, pictures from the Trump presidency. Mm. Um, and that's that should that is another thing that I sh- wanted to bring up was just mm-hmm. the absolute unlimited access that Pizza yeah. had mm-hmm. is just there's so much material here. I feel like we only maybe scratch the surface of, I don't know, maybe one percent of what he had mm-hmm. available just watching this documentary yeah. and. I think because you have so much of that material, because you have so much of that access, you really get a sense that um, that when he was in front of the camera, and they mentioned this in the documentary, that he doesn't really have a sense of the camera being there. He forgets mm-hmm. that it's there, and so you're you don't feel like you're watching a performance because right. mm-hmm. I don't the kind of emotion and interactions that you see him exhibit uh, in a lot of these images. It, it, couldn't be rehearsed just it's it comes from a real genuine place yeah a hundred percent and that's one of the interesting things too i think so i'm not a photographer uh, but I, I think i'm curious to see like what does a photographer think about this film because he goes into the craft a little bit about you know he wants his images to be able to tell a story and um he talks about that access and how important that was to him and um and, and a lot of it is he he Pete Souza did some sort of tour where he showed he did a talk and showed several of these images and some of them are really remarkable so a lot of the there's several moments in the film where we're seeing an image and he's kind of explaining what was going on and like you mentioned uh, on the the Sandy Hook uh day we we have an image of Obama hearing that news for the first time which is incredibly powerful and then um and, and so we're getting like a behind the scenes look then about um, what was going on and then we see the news footage that we all probably all watched and we can see how emotional he is and you know it and i think you're right it really is showing obama the man versus the politician uh, it's not talking about his his presidency as from a political mm-hmm. level but just like who was he as a person um which i want to get back to but but i think one of the interesting things too is that pete souza you know he's a lifelong photographer he looks at some of the photos coming out of the trump presidency and he kind of breaks them down deconstructs them and says uh okay this is clearly staged and he kind of explains why and um and just talking about right they yeah they are designed to project a certain image Mm -hmm. um like that like that's one of the things that i think you you can't argue regardless of what you think of the current president um Mm -hmm. um I think you can't argue that he is very obsessed with his own branding and his own image. And you Mm -hmm. see that in a lot of the images that come out of his white white house is that it's very, is very structured and it's very constructed in a very particular way. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you don't get from Pete Souza's photography of Obama and anything. Obviously you have the craftsmanship of, you know, capturing a specific moment as Mm -hmm. a photographer, but as far as like the individual moments uh, that we're seeing, there's like, there is no lack of reality to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and it, he took so many photos too. I think the output is hugely different than the current presidency uh, and so many that you know, they were putting several of them online. And then 
they, they have to explain what Flickr is in the documentary because <laughs> I don't guess that's a thing anymore. Um, yeah, I, I suppose I, not. That's funny. I was like, oh, I know Flickr. That's not around, huh? Uh, but then like they also, I thought that was a really cool thing. They had these prints of them put up that were changed out periodically in the White House. So that people that didn't necessarily interact with him every day with the president could could kind of see some of this behind the scenes, what's going on. And I can imagine that was huge for just like morale at work kind of thing. That seems really cool. But but yeah, I think so just kind of on a maybe we can shift and just talk on a film level. Um, I thought this really worked well, too. And, and, and I think I can somewhat base that on the fact that, you know, you tell me there's a documentary about a photographer a historical photographer <laughs> that doesn't that, that could sound maybe dry or something like i wouldn't be excited necessarily on the surface of hearing that but this is so engrossing and so emotional uh much more emotional than i expected um mm. I, I cried a few times watching this and not just at those big moments like um with sandy hook and the day that lgbt marriage gay marriage passed uh and, and it kind of getting the behind the scenes looks at some of those like the big events, but also moments with Obama and his daughters, um, Pete Suze's own marriage and the, the, the hand that president Obama played in that, which is really pretty remarkable. Uh, and just, there's a lot of just really sweet moments in this too. So yeah. What, what did you think? I guess that's a kind of a weird question, but on a film level versus on the political level, what do you think of this? Um, well, I mean, I think it's, I think it is effective as a documentary. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's very well edited and very well put together uh, in terms of just, again, like going back to, he had to have such, such a high volume of stills Mm -hmm. and material to cull from this area era. And I think they, they make good choices as far as what to present us with, as far as hitting those pivotal milestone moments. Uh, Another one that I can think of is uh, whenever we see the passing of the ACA, whenever he comes Mm -hmm. in and, uh, into the boardroom and gets to talk to the, all of the gets to celebrate with his staff mm-hmm. and which is a really powerful moment. Yeah. I think, and I mean, it, it knows, it knows what points to hit and it knows where its audience is going to be, mm. is going to yeah. be hit. And I think it just, I don't I think the most powerful thing about it is that it is a reminder. And for some people, maybe even just a um, new presentation of what, we had before of trying to reassert what used to be normal and mm-hmm. expected um, out of our leaders and, and out of uh, out of our government. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I should say, getting into some personal things, and I mentioned this in in my own write up, is that you know my background. I during the Obama years, uh, I personally was not terribly politically engaged, and mm-hmm. when I was, I uh, I grew up in very conservative households, sure, so. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't have, I don't have a great memory of the Obama years, uh, mm-hmm. for that reason, as far as, you know, the individual, um, policy stances and things that happened during that time and what it was like to see him as, as a president and as a leader. And, you know, again, not saying that this is an objective, um, mm-hmm. presentation of him as a figure and what that time was, but I mean, it's just, it's the kind of thing that echoes back to, you know, can you, whenever you see Obama officiating the wedding of his photographer that follows him around all the time, that they have formed, forged this bond and this yeah. friendship. Um, and you see that, that he has this genuine, these genuine relationships with not just 
his family, but also his staff and the people that he interacts with every day and this level of respect, even for his opponents. And I just, you can, you, could you imagine any of that coming from um, the current president? And yeah. mm-hmm. that is, that is an emotional thing to, to receive. Yeah. Like it's, it's very, just very powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So the film does other things. It looks a little bit at the Reagan presidency while he works, he worked with the Reagans. Uh, and then, you know, his, his early, Pete Sousa's early days of, uh, of being a photographer, freelance photographer and, um, kind of his, his career. And then at the end it goes into the activism stuff. But I, I think we keep harping on the Obama stuff because that really is the most compelling part of it. I think, yeah, just as a, for me, the the most powerful thing is just as a historical document, seeing, yeah, behind the scenes on, uh, on his presidency and, and then to some of the, so, you know, I was maybe somewhat engaged at that point, uh, but I certainly didn't know anything about his his years before the white house so it, we see young obama a little bit as um as he's becoming a senator and see some interviews there right There's and we see yeah. and we see him take a trip to uh kenya yes was that's, it? A, I, that's what i was gonna say he takes this trip and he visits um some village he does this he and michelle have this kind of symbolic aids test that they take and he has a speech in this village and he's saying you know if, if the american president can take this test you can too and destigmatizing it in that way and um, you know, you need to know how healthy you are. And, uh, that was just a, a really powerful moment too, seeing him in that environment. And I didn't know he did any of that. So that was, um, that was pretty cool. And, and that kind of just showed why he was so popular and beloved around the world and not just, uh, in the United States by so many. Right. People. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it's that thing of the thing that I always hear about leadership is you lead by example. And that's, mm-hmm. That's a great case, like even early on in his career when when he was doing exactly that. And we see many other examples throughout this film of that. Yeah. And I know that I know that we spend a lot of time praising Obama on this. And I don't want to <laughs> pretend like this is um, this is a film that completely lionizes him. But right. I mean, it's it's presenting a certain a specific individual's perspective mm-hmm. of of what what he saw and what he sees in this, uh, in this presidency and the bond that he formed. And I think that's the lens that we have to think, you know, I can definitely see complaints. We've talked about who the audience for this is and who we Mm -hmm. expect would enjoy this. And I think, you know, any accusations of, you know, political bias or whatever, going to kind of miss the mark of of Mm -hmm. what the point of this film is, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I completely agree. I think, um, this is, Definitely, I mean, one of the best things I've seen this year. Is it one of the best documentaries I've ever seen? Probably not, but I think it's really strong and definitely worth watching. Um, yeah, again, depending, maybe depending on where your politics lie, uh, but I think it is a really effective um, uh, piece of cinema. So I, I think it's a, at the very least, it's going to be an encouraging thing to watch to to get uh, people excited to go out and vote. Yes, this will be really interesting to 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 watch this movie. You know months down the road depending on how things go uh, with this election anyhow that is the way i see it uh, that is available currently to stream on peacock which is that uh, new strange new nbc streaming service that uh, but i think it's free to the, to watch there with a few ads at the beginning um, so you can catch this uh, pretty easily on demand uh, it sounds like we both recommend it. Yes, Chad. Yeah, it's such, yeah. such a such a strange name for a streaming service. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, 
it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Yes. But exactly. yes, uh, yes, that is a that's a strong recommendation from me. There you go. Me too. Uh, the way I see it now streaming, check it out. And thank you so much, Chad, for joining me for this episode. It's been a pleasure to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. Yes, I'll link to all your film stuff down the road when it's available. And um, I hopefully can have you back on the podcast sometime soon. Yeah, I'd love to come back anytime. Thank you, listeners, so much for tuning in. Art House Garage has a few years' worth of episodes now, and you can hear all of those in your podcast app of choice or by going to arthousegarage.com. If you want to support Art House Garage, leave a rating or review in your podcast app, or you can buy an Art House Garage t-shirt at arthousegarage.com shop. Stay in the loop about Art House Garage and the Arkansas film community by subscribing to our email newsletter, uh, which is at arthousegarage.com slash subscribe. You can also email me directly, Andrew, at arthousegarage.com. And of course, follow on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Just search at Arthouse Garage in all of those places or find links in the show notes. That will do it for this episode. Until next time, keep it snob free. 